following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and West Coast Windows. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning all across the ACN network. Whether you're in Spokane or Tri-Cities or Wenatchee or in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, um, this is Marty McClendon, and this show is called In My Opinion. Yes, I call it In My Opinion because that's what I do. I talk about the things that I think matter to you, but they matter to me as well. I have a background in real estate, background in politics, a background in ministry as far as a pastor of the pulpit. Um, I love preaching the word. I love speaking to crowds. I love uh, encouraging people to get engaged. And of course, I love helping people uh, make the biggest financial decision that um, most people will make in their life. Um, it deals with real estate. Uh, multifaceted, but I'm also a father, husband, um, and many other things that absolutely love this nation. Um, anyway, coming to you this Saturday morning, like I do every Saturday morning, uh, what an honor it is to be able to talk about a few things. Uh, sometimes I get on rants, of course, but I always want to start the show with honoring God with the word of the week, if you will. And once again, I always use the Uversion app. They're not a sponsor. They should be, though, um, because it's easy. I do have my Amplified Bible. I have my New King James Bible. I have my ESV Bible. And I like to study Bibles, especially on a weekend morning, to read, to dive deeper into the concordance and so forth. But on the go, these version Bible apps are really nice. So today's verse is John, chapter John, I mean John, the book of John, chapter 14, verse 1 through 3, uh, really stood out this week. Of course, it was the uh, word of the week, or word of the day, if you will, on Friday. That's yesterday. So it says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, or cowardly. Interesting in these times. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me. This is Christ. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you because I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. Now, I've heard this verse many times. It's been years, though, since I actually read this again, not years, but at least a year. And the first part is do not let your heart be troubled, afraid or cowardly. What a time we're in now where we need to have courage. Uh, not to be afraid. You know, 365 times throughout Scripture, God says, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Uh, fear is the opposite, opposite of faith. Faith is like, I'm going to trust God, even though I don't have the answers. Then it goes on to believe confidently. that We have confidence in God. We trust in Him. We have faith, and we hold on to it, rely on it, and keep going. Those are some really encouraging words. No matter what you're going through, hold on to it, rely on it, and keep going. And then believe also in Christ Jesus. And then, of course, he talks about going to prepare a place for us. Now, I talked last week about losing my mom. And then, of course, last year, my dad. Um, this is comforting to me as well, as the ones that are here left behind at this moment in time. 
that um, God, the Father, and God the Son went to prepare a place for them, and they're, they prepared a place for me so I could be with um, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. That's encouraging. So I want to encourage you as well. That is John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3 in the Amplified. Pull your Bible out. Pull your Bible, ver- your electronic version of your Bible out. Look up John chapter 14, verse 1 through 3, and let it encourage you this morning as well. Now, I've been on, excuse me, my other show, Doug and Marty versus the World, heard on these same radio stations. Um, heard again today uh, at 10 o'clock. On, uh, so make sure you stay tuned or listen to the rebroadcast. As you know, um, both shows are um, placed after they are broadcast across the radio waves. We post them online on a podcasting site so that if you miss the show or you want to go back and listen to a show that you've heard that you like or, or make comments on, you can go find it on most of your podcasting sites, whether it be Anchor, Amazon, uh, iTunes, uh, and so forth. You can usually find it by saying uh, play In My Opinion by Marty McClendon or play in uh, Doug and Marty versus the World. Um, and, of course, you, if you really, really want to dive into do really old shows um, that we started back in 2014, you could actually say, please play Eyes on Washington, and it will play as well. So all kinds of good stuff. Most of the shows are about current events or current issues. So some of the old shows wouldn't apply. But when I first started this show, gosh, about a year and a half ago, it was specifically I'd do a show on one topic whether it be fatherhood, whether it be a breakdown in society, whether it be the spiritual warfare. So if you want to check those out, go out and check those out as well. They are posted. Um, And then, of course, lately I've been going kind of a a smattering of, okay, here's the news cycle we have in the nation. But out of the news cycle, what are we not being told? Or what are the issues behind it? Because oftentimes when all the news is talking about a story, it's usually because they're not covering something else. Something else is going on that we should know about that they decided that we shouldn't know about. They're covering things up. So I'm starting today's show on the national level as well because all this you have on the conservative news networks, you have the discussion around the Durham report. Now, the Durham report, uh, if many of you remember, uh, we had... Uh, during the Trump years, they had the FISA warrant. They had the Russia, 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 the collusion, the investigations. You had the Mueller report come out. You had Bill Barr come in that that commissioned Bill Durham to look deeper into the origins of this. In some ways, we thought it would vindicate Trump and vindicate, uh, and it did, and it does. But this is this is really, really deep. Yes, we can go into detail, which I will. But the more people are exposed to the report... Uh, it exposes how corrupt the um, administrative state, if you will, the the deep state, of many a term, in D.C. And for that matter, that doesn't mean it's not any different here in Olympia either. There is a lot of corruption. There's a lot of greed. There's a lot of uh, good old boys club, whether it be good boys or girls. The point is, is the people in power want to stay in power. You know, I've talked for years about how in Washington state, same thing in other states as well, mostly left-leaning states or left-controlled states, if you will, um, but the federal government as well, where the legislative bodies who are elected for two years to four years, depending on which office you're in, 
and that some of them stay for two, three, four terms. But the point is, is in many cases over the last 30, 40 years in Washington state, and of course at the national level, the legislative body has given these administrative states, these agencies that really have no elected authority. We have no accountability to them. And most of them at the federal level and the state level are run by the executive. So whoever gets elected as president or whoever gets elected as governor runs them, controls them. And so the legislative bodies, which is supposed to be our representatives, the people that speak to us, they're closest to us, the people that we can replace if we vote them out of office to hold them accountable, has abdicated their authority by giving these uh, agencies rules writing authority. So what you have is these agencies that were created for whatever purpose. You can say it's for the kids, it's for health and human services. You can say it's for labor and industries, whatever they are in Washington state or at the federal level, the Department of Education. Um, what they are, though, is these appointed uh, positions by those in charge that hire people that don't get fired uh, unless someone comes in and cleans house. And in many cases in Washington state, over 50 years of Democrat control, many of these people in these administrative um, agencies have been there for a long, long time. And then a new administration comes in, just keeps them reward certain people for political favors, and then this corruption goes. And so what you have at the state level is you have these state agencies like L&I, Department of um, um, Corrections, and so forth, that use taxpayer dollars to lobby the legislators that are elected by us to pass uh, additional uh, funding for their agency. They go and then um, create their own rules um, and then that to have the power and the forcibility of law um, that has never been passed by le the legislature. And that there's ever an issue where some of those rules that they created is challenged, they would then lobby the legislature to change the law so they can now interpret it the way they want to. And then, therefore, they have the power of the executive and the administrative state to go after you and I. So it's never about serving the public. And maybe it was at the very beginning, but right now you have these agencies that are, are in the mode of self-preservation. Let's get more money from the taxpayers to make sure that we employ people to do what? It's not about helping people. It's about to stay alive, to grow bigger, to have more power. That's why most of government is uh, tied to government public employees union, which has mandatory union dues, that mandatory union dues goes to uh, support their legislative agenda, which is to grow the agencies. This is messed up. Same thing at the federal level. When you have the Department of Education pushing down these top-down mandates, it's not about outcomes for kids. It's about power and control. And then these people that are in, in controlling these agencies at the federal and state level don't care who's elected as long as they're getting money, so they'll do what they have to do with our taxpayer dollars to grow. And you wonder why things are messed up. Okay, the Department of Justice, the FBI, has been in the news much lately for the very same reasons. I covered a story a couple weeks ago that was on the news, and of course I know Doug and I have covered it on, on our other show. The report came out that the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, the one that they left, uh, they just um, spent billions to hire 87,000 new IRS agents to collect taxes, supposedly from the rich, but you know that it, the numbers don't bear out. It's against you and I. 
teaching them. We had stories where they were being taught how to use deadly force. This is all, it's like a bad Orwellian book, but yet it's real. So this is the group, the 87,000, in addition to what's already there, um, going after us. This group was investigating Hunter Biden prior to the presidency and, of course, currently now hunt, uh, for tax issues, for not reporting, for all kinds of stuff. Um, the Department of Justice told the IRS to stop the investigation. Apparently, that came from the White House. So the president, not wanting his son to be investigated, told the Department of Justice, who in turn told the FBI, who complied. It's the same FBI that we know that has been exposed to Twitter was working with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram to silence any story around Hunter Biden's laptop or uh, the thing, things that would hurt Joe Biden during the election, which is election tampering. Okay, the same FBI and the same Department of Justice that leaked a memo, remember when we found out that called parents who showed up to school board meetings domestic terrorists that also labels people that have religious beliefs like Catholics, whatever, as potential threats to the nation. This is, this is the people that are in these agencies that are unelected and unaccountable and directed by the executive, which is Joe Biden and his administration. This is tyranny uh, to the nth degree. I bring all this up because there's a pattern here. I mentioned this on our show today with Doug on Doug and Marty versus the world heard today at 10 a.m. as well. But remember the story during the election between the 2020 election. Um, it was 2016 election. Anyway, uh, talking about Joe Biden was bragging at the uh, Council of Foreign Relations about how he went over to Ukraine and says you won't get the $9 billion if you don't fire the prosecutor. Well, the prosecutor in Ukraine was investigating, guess who? Hunter Biden, the son of the vice president, for sitting on the board of Burisma, which is an oil company over in Ukraine that has got known ties to uh, corrupt mafia-type stuff, and Russian mafia over there in Ukraine. So it's a mess. But he's sitting on the board and making, was $80,000 a month or something like that, some uh, obscene amount of money for someone that had no experience in that. But Joe Biden was bragging about it, and then lo and behold, he said the SOB got fired. So he put pressure as the vice president, because he was assigned by Obama, to fire a prosecutor who was looking into the crimes of his son. Fast forward, um, this is not his son, but I want to just say this is a, there's a pattern here. Just a couple months ago, there was a uh, prosecuting attorney in the Virgin Islands it's over in the islands there, that was investigating uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and their executives for funding um, the human trafficking tied to Jeffrey Epstein, you know, the one that didn't hang himself, if you will, and Ghislaine Maxwell, who was indicted, but none of her people she trafficked children to were indicted. Well, there was a big stink that they were going to go after. They were actually going to expose those that were trafficking children. Um Following the lawsuit that they would have to, that J.P. Morgan Chase would have to supply um, the information, the records, and so forth, um, and then lo and behold, President Biden, President Biden, vacations. He usually vacations in Camp David 
or in his house in Delaware. Um, but he, for some reason, this time, he vacated vac- a quick vacation to the Virgin Islands and meets with the president there. And then, lo and behold, the president turns and fires the attorney general there, the prosecuting attorney there um, that was investigating Jeep. And then, lo and behold, that investigation goes away. Then you go to the fact that the, uh, the president has instructed the IRS to um, stop investigating his son for tax evasion. Uh, and then they comply. This is not freedom. This is not an equal justice for all, if you will. All of that goes back to the Durham report, which, which I just started. The Durham report showed that not only did the Clinton campaign create and fund and spread the fake dossier created by Christopher Steele, and not only do they know it was fake, um, they pushed it that the FBI knew it was fake when they got the FISA warrant. The FBI knew that it was coming from Hillary Clinton, and yet they pushed it anyway and, and kept that information. Peter Strzok, which we all know, and the, you know, the, the hated and said they'll find a way to get rid of Trump the whole bit. Peter Strzok was the one that hid the information from the rest of the FBI that it was bought and paid for and funded by Hillary Clinton. So campaign uh, tampering for real um, done by a candidate for office and an agency that should be watching out and protecting us and spotting crime, but they were actually committing crimes um, for a political agenda. So this is what the Durham report proves, that there was never anything um, Russia collusion, and they knew it, but they pursued Donald Trump the Democrats knew it as well, but they pursued the impeachment uh, in spite of having nothing there. Adam Schiff, undeniable proof for months and months and months on every TV station, had zero proof, and he knew it. He lied to you. He lied to me. He lied to the American public. They all lied to us intentionally to get their way uh, to take down Trump. And why is Trump such a bad person? Because he's speaking the truth. Why, I'm not saying, hey, Trump is all that. I'm, just, I'm saying Trump spoke the truth. Trump was not an insider. Trump exposed this corruption, and they can't have that. And Trump said it's because, and when he tells us the truth, you know, instead of hating him for that, we should go, these people need to go. Yeah, it's not about elevating a, a person that you may or may not like. The important is he's telling the truth. Okay. I'm saying this, too, because the Durham report also revealed that the FBI, the same FBI that um, put blinders on, ran with the agenda to get Trump uh, at whatever cost with the, what they knowingly knew was false, knowingly knew was, was propaganda from a opposing candidate, it's, the Durham report came out and reveals that the FBI shut down four criminal investigations into the Clintons. So not only are they going after a man that didn't do anything that was innocent, so they falsely framed, attacked, besmirched, and went after a sitting president and an incoming president because they don't like him, they don't like the fact he's exposing them, but they also, like they did with Hunter Biden, they stopped investigations, good working uh, law enforcement officers 
or say, hey, there is fire here. We're investigating the Clinton Foundation. We're investigating the Clintons. We're investigating this corruption. We're investigating the ties to Epstein. We're investigating this money, uh, this, this tit for tat, all the different things we've seen. Four FBI investigations were underway and they were told by the administration, they were told by the, the leaders in the FBI to shut it down, and they did. So basically, um, don't look over here. We're not going to investigate true crime. We're going to go after and create the, the example that we're going to go after those that, are not, that didn't commit a crime. This, this is a big deal. This is the uneven scales, the unequal application of justice, we talk about in our Pledge of Allegiance, we talk about in our very values about equal justice for all and equal application. The laws of the land, the Constitution applies to everybody. And if it doesn't, we don't have laws. And what we have now is we'll apply a certain set of standards for one set of group and then a different set of standards for another group that we dislike. That's Nazi Germany. That is uh, Rwanda. That's any place where they've said one set of group is no longer human. Uh, a set, a group of people is substandard or so bad, ultra mega, whatever you want to call it. That's what we're dealing with. Where they've just the the left right now, the communist left, the the anti-American left, the anti-biblical left, if you will. Uh, it's not just political. We know it's spiritual, but when we're in this battle right now, we're seeing the actual truth being revealed that the FBI, the the highest law enforcement agent in the nation, um, once again, self-preservation directed by the, the executive, uh, even during President Trump's presidency, was there to undermine and to have their own way, meaning they're rogue, meaning they're corrupt. And yeah, there's people, well, not there's some good FBI officers. I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying when the head is bad, when the administration is bad, we've got a clean house. We got a clean house at state level, at the federal level, county levels, city levels. In many cases, it is the admin staff who do yeoman's work typically, but they do run these organizations. The elected officials need to rein back the authority for passing laws to the legislatures. They need to rein back funding for things and add sunset laws. You put sunset in means it brings back to the legislature every so often, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, to review if this agency, this funding, or this law is still doing what it was intended to do. That's always a big a deal in local, state, and federal government is oftentimes the legislature will say, we're passing a bill XYZ to help the climate, to help kids, to whatever. And then these bureaucracies, these agencies take that and go, well, we interpret it this way and apply the rules, the, the things that actually affect you and I, oftentimes have no resemblance to the actual bill's intent. And so that's where sunset laws come in and say, hey, this is you're not doing what we intended to do, so therefore it's going away, or we're going to modify. You can't do that. Uh, so we've got some issues. This is I want to get a little behind the scenes of uh, this justice system. And so when you see a lot of these reports, like um, indictment here, indictment there, and it's only one sided, 
You should be questioning. You should pray and say, Lord, show me the truth. Why is there an unequal application? Why is it always towards one set of people? The people on the right, conservatives, Christians, whites. Why are we being divided along color lines, political lines, financial lines? Why is there, and I'm not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show on this last, I've got a couple minutes, obviously, but um, this is, goes down to the border. Another reason why they absolutely hated Donald Trump, not only because he spoke the truth about America first, we're not a global society, maybe you believe it or not, but nationalism, borders, our culture, the American culture was that anybody from any country can come here and become American. That melting pot idea that everybody added something to make us greater. It wasn't about division. It wasn't about um, reparations. It wasn't about all, any of that stuff. But having borders and meant we were able to control the amount of people that came in so that we wouldn't overburden the system, that we all had opportunity when we got here, that it was a reward to get to America. Now I was born here. I'm blessed to be born here. Thank God I'm born here. But this, this southern border thing, when Donald Trump said the border's an issue, that there are gang members and they're criminals and, and stuff, and human trafficking coming across the border, he was lambasted, but he is right. During his administration, even some of the wall and some of the policies put in place with Mexico uh, extend the tide. People weren't trafficked as much. They're the drug traffic and the drug influx through the nation wasn't nearly as bad and was getting better every day. Uh, one of the besides the first thing Biden did, Biden came in and obviously um, crippled our oil production in America, shutting down leases and that kind of stuff, driving oil costs up, uh, creating an inflation problem through his policies and through his administration. But they also opened up the border, stopped the building of the wall, changed the uh, stay in Mexico policy, uh, allowed Title Forty Two to expire. And so you've had millions, literally millions of people, uh, illegal aliens come across this border uh, this year alone and on top of what's already here. And they're pushing amnesty and so forth. But, and then you have this surge coming across, the estimate of 700,000 plus. We're talking between the illegal immigrants that are already here and have been here for years and the illegal immigrants that have come in over the last two years plus the surge. We're looking at 20 million Plus, they're estimating it's probably more than that. That's an entire multi-states. That's a, that's almost the size of a Florida or Texas or uh, California as far as size. And a report came out. I mentioned this on Duck and Marty versus the World as well. That seventy-four percent the people that they've tracked, basically the uh, the Obama administration before and the Biden administration now. When, when the illegal immigrants come across the border, illegally, by the way, they're not citizens, they're coming across in a way that forced an invasion, if you will, they're given phones, so they know where they're at. So anyway, they track them, and 74% are ending up in red states, Republican-run states. Now, is that happen chance? Why aren't they going to the sanctuary cities? Why aren't they going to sanctuary states like Washington? They are, but not as much. Why aren't they going to sanctuary states like New York? They are, but not nearly as much. Unless there's an agenda here where if you're being rewarded to stay in red states, uh, we know in Washington we have the motor voter, so if you get a license, you're already registered to vote, whether you're a citizen or not, even though it's a federal law to vote when you're not a citizen. 
Um, and yet, Kim Wyman, the former Secretary of State, said they never prosecuted that. So until you do something about it, once again, two tiers of justice, um, there's an issue. This issue at the southern border is getting really, really bad. One of my really hot-button issues, that's why I bring up Jeffrey Epstein. That's why I bring up the transgender. That's why I bring up the, the, how important education is to homeschool and pull your kids out and, and how these activists have gotten in is, is children are being abused. They're being trafficked. They're being used to get across the border. There is um, literally hundreds of children being raped and used and trafficked every day across the southern border. We've got to have a humanitarian effort to save these children. Uh, along the corridor around Seattle, Tacoma, down in Houston, um, there are major corridors for human trafficking. Uh, men, women, and children, typically young girls and boys, though, trafficked into the sex trade, into uh, slavery. Human slavery still exists to this day, much more so than even many years past. We're, we need to focus on the human tragedy and then the record level or record number of deaths in America due to fentanyl, which is being created in China, trafficked through Central and uh, Mexico, Central America and America, uh, Mexico through these cartels into America. And it's, it's just nonstop. So people are dying. Uh, people are being human trafficked. People are being raped. And this is all part of the policy of the open border that has to be shut. Well, that would end on a negative note. I know I'm positive God's in control, but we have an opportunity to get engaged. This is election season. Vote, 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 get involved, get it behind somebody running for school board, running for county council, running for city council. This is Marty McClendon. It's been In My Opinion, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty.